So yeah, we uh, we got brought up here. It's gonna be great. We're continuing in the uh, the little mini series we've been doing. We've been having guest speakers come up here and and sort of just highlight the theme that we got to start with our combined service with all our churches. You know, a few Sundays ago, hearing from our sister churches. Today we're going to hear from Brad, not from a specific church perspective, but from our pastoral cohort and college of ministry perspective and how that really uh, benefits the whole family of churches, how it fits into our planting of church's vision and, and that whole deal. And also I'm going to be up here because he needs a lot of supervision. He's probably got some lies that I'll need to correct, things like that. But before we do that, I want to invite Amy Hamilton up here. She is one of our past uh, pastoral cohorts, and uh, she, yeah, let's use this mic, and she's just going to share a little bit about her experience there and how great it was, right? <laughs> well, you didn't say that That's part. what we promised. <laughs> how great it was. Okay, let me revise. No. <laughs> um, I had the opportunity to join in on the pastoral cohort very quickly after having joined in to Northeast. I think it had been here maybe a year or two at the most. Um, and part of that was me just being a little bit envious of my kids having gone through a lot of the focus classes and things and, um, seeing the wonderful training and fellowship and growth that they got out of that kind of input and wanting a little bit of that on my own too. So I thought, well, this is a way that I can plug in. Um, and I was beyond what I was expecting. Um, I think that going back, listening, just coming off of our church retreat, going back and listening to some of those uh, that we were speaking about from um, the uh, different speakers there, uh, which is on podcast, by the way, if you need a refresher, because they were really, truly, incredibly um, informational, but also um, gives us great focus about where we're heading for this next year. So as I'm going back and listening to that and hearing that... um, each one of us has a part to play in being part of this church and God's church um, across the world. Um, and what is that? How do we take our specific gifts and the things that we have been given and the places that we've been put in and serve him uh, to the best of our ability, but in a way that doesn't just, um, it's not just coming from me, but it's a way that plugs into a whole body so that it is corporately working um, in God's family. And that is something that the cohort really helped me hone a bit more. Um, We have classes that did things like um, the personal um, devotions and things, the disciplines, so personal growth, but also as uh, with an eye towards developing uh, the whole body. And not just for a particular church, but also for our, all our Northeast churches, um, working even corporately there and beyond. Um, so that was um, a lot of eye-opening experiences. I got a chance to see how one concept works here, but it also works there in a different way. And how God uses all different things together for his good. So um, I was... Um, excited to be a part of that. I highly recommend it. You do not have to say, oh, I want to be a minister and start preaching to be in that class, because that is not my gifting, and I will not be doing that that I know of. (laughs) 
You're doing great so far. Yeah, I'm preaching right Um, now. You can take over. But um, I do highly recommend that uh, class. It is always evolving. So what I experienced, I'm sure, is not necessarily what is in place right now at the moment. But it continues to grow as the people are coming in and as our church needs also grow. um, And helps us meet that vision that God has planted here. Awesome. Thanks, Amy. Thanks for sharing. Okay. Well, yeah, so I guess just in the only other little bit of intro, uh, Brad and I have known each other since like second grade. Second grade. We grew up together. Oh, yeah. We have some stories. Now, here's the thing. We don't need to get into that. If you've heard any of them, (laughs) I do want everyone to know it was Brad's fault. Um, But, no, it's a a treat for me to, to hang out with you today. So I'll intro myself too. Oh, okay, um, I've been here since uh, we're really, I guess I was about 14, 15 when I, uh, when I first started here. So about 25 years ago, so it's neat to always come back uh, and uh, get to speak to you guys. And for those of you who are like 14, 15 now, you're going to be up here one day and sharing your experiences. What's God doing in your life? That kind of thing. So no matter how crazy and weird you are and how down people look on you and how many low expectations they have for your life, you have the ability well, really, God has the ability to make a difference. And, uh, you know, you could be up here one day, too, making fun of all these bigwigs. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, tell us, let's, let's talk cohort and maybe the beginnings of it. Where did the idea come from? Why, why did we decide to do it as a family of churches? Yeah, so actually about 2014, right around the time that me and Leslie and our team started the Denton North Church, in our senior staff meetings, we were just talking about uh, who would be our next church planner. So we didn't have Arlington. We didn't have Plano. We're trying to figure out who is going to be after Denton. And um, so Brandon and I, back then, came up with some material. We just sort of put together what we thought were some of the best resources, came up with the name, which was Cohort, and did absolutely nothing for the next five years. <laughs> And then somehow, who knows, I probably got bored and decided I wanted to do something different, which is my M.O. I've started a lot of things around here. I was one of the first teens, you know, one of the first college people, one of the first church planners. I really like being first at stuff. Not the best, but just being first. Um, And so that works pretty good for me. So anyway, right around 2019, about four years ago, we decided to get serious about it and uh, do our first class of the pastoral cohort. And um, so that's kind of really when it took off. And so the whole idea for cohort was that we were trying to figure out who would be our next church planners, who would be our next auxiliary staff, support staff, uh, and how do we get ahead of that training people uh, to think of themselves in that, that, that role. And so, uh, yeah, and then last year we added another component to that called College of Ministry, which is really about doing graduate-level courses on material like Old Testament, New Testament foundations, uh, Christian history, and things like that, which serves a really important need for people to really continue their education, to be really good thinkers. Uh, One of my big deals right now, mostly I got it from a teacher up at Regent, Sarah Williams, is that, you know, really a couple hundred years ago, uh, we underwent something as a society and a culture that really had never happened before, and that's that we sort of separated our brains from our hearts, uh, and we need to bring those back. Uh, You know, the Shema, the love your Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. We need to be people who really love God and love people, but are also really good thinkers, and not one or the other. And so that's kind of where the College of Ministry uh, came in. 
So that, that's kind of the origin of it, the source of it. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Well, tell us what excites you about the cohort and maybe sprinkle into what are some of the difficulties you've been facing? Yeah. Uh, what excites me is working with the senior staff. Uh, what's really difficult is working with the senior staff. <laughs> Just the last three months, to give you an idea, Garrett gave no homework for our cohort people. Ronnie canceled on me once, and then Brandon canceled on me twice. So I'm just dealing with a lot of rough stuff coming from the senior <laughs> staff. Now, Brandon wants to tell you a story about me deleting his homework on Mighty Networks, a story that has not been verified by any <laughs> official news organizations yet. But that's the hard thing. I'm working with some of these really flaky people, you know? <laughs> Thankfully, some of my the best teachers you have sent us, Kale from last year, Tori and Tana did an amazing job. Uh, Srax's coming up this next month, and the last time he did cohort was amazing. He had a syllabus for it. It was really wonderful. Um, Aaron and Strader's class is one of my favorite every year. It's one of the, one, the few ones that we repeat year after year because we usually don't do that. We usually do brand-new classes. Uh, so I could go on. So, yeah, that's the difficult part sometimes is just kind of getting our senior staff with their minds wrapped around what we're doing. It's really busy. They're really busy. Uh, and even just getting all of our churches uh, to know what it is. Like, how many of you have heard of pastoral cohort before? Okay, well, that's okay. pretty good. So then why are not more of you joining? That's, uh, wow, a lot of you have heard. A lot of you are just not participating. Great. Um, <laughs> No, one of the things that really excites me is we're having a lot of really timely conversations. Um, you know, the cohort changes every semester. We do not recycle material uh, much. And so we're really trying to talk through the things that we're talking through in senior staff. Same thing when it comes to our college of ministry. We're really covering topics that are important. One of the ones that we're going to offer this next semester uh, is the history of evangelicalism, which a lot of us need to know. A lot of us sort of don't know whether we're evangelicals, or maybe we do, but the version of evangelical we call ourselves is the version that was created in the 1970s, which is very different than the original one, which is a much more fundamentalist evangelicalism. Anyway, those kinds of things. We're talking about the things that people are interested in uh, and that people really sort of need to, to look into. Uh, difficulties, poor students. Sometimes we still have bad students. <laughs> Uh, learning and remembering how to be a good student is, uh, is part of why we're doing this. We need to be lifelong learners. A lot of you went to school, and after your four-year education, stopped educating yourself. Uh, we're trying to bring that back through cohort and college of ministry to remind you how to be good students, to learn on your own. Um, I think that's uh, one of the main reasons we ask people to pay, besides me wanting to you know, be a millionaire one day. Uh, is we want you to invest in it, and we want the churches to invest in it so that you're going to take it, uh, you know, really seriously. Um, one of the hard parts originally was the administration stuff. You know, I'm kind of doing this on my own. Thankfully, Andrea did a great job setting that up for us um, because without it, I would have been in a world of trouble. Um, and I think probably one of the most difficult things this last year has just been lower interest. The last couple semesters, we've had lower interest. I don't know if that's because everyone's heard about it, Everybody's joined that wanted to, but we just do. We, each semester, we kind of think, okay, are we going to do this another semester? And that's fine. It can be cyclical like that. Uh, sometimes we've had groups of 20. Sometimes we've had groups of five. Uh, as long as people are still interested, we're going to keep doing it. Um, but it is. It's a challenge. It's something different, something new, uh, something that people probably don't see themselves doing. But I guarantee you it's open uh, for really everybody who would want to do something like that. Cool. So, yeah. No, yeah, that's great. Um, 
I like what you say about the head and the heart and the lifelong learner. I think those are great reminders for our church. It's so true. Um, we, uh, yeah, we go to college. We get really good at learning, and for whatever reason, the the spiritual side, the the biblical studies or theology, whatever you want to put on it, our our real study of the scripture starts to fall pretty significantly behind, and the and the way that we can become an expert in some field for a profession yeah. or a degree, and and we're far from that on what should be the most important thing for us. But but it, it's a balance, you know. It, it is both the head and the heart, and you can take that one too far either direction. But bringing it it back, I think that's a great reminder. Um, I would echo that and appreciate what you're saying there. Um, let's talk maybe broadly. How does the cohort fit into our, our vision as a family of churches to be making new churches, to be planting churches, to be spreading the, the blessing God has given us? Yeah, one of the cool things I've seen with the cohort is it served as a little bit of like an on-ramp for some of our staff, for Arlington, for Plano. It's really preparing people now for um, you know doing ministry uh, later on. Uh, so I think that's been really helpful. As our, our church grows, we need more and more, um, I think, avenues for people to learn. We tend to be pretty organic with what we're doing. And so people can fill in the gaps through something like the cohort, maybe something they missed in focus or, or something like that. Um, I think one of the big things is I don't know of anything else, and I could be wrong, uh, any other small conversations that are happening where all of the churches are represented. We have our senior staff meeting, but I mean, our cohort is really for all the churches are represented and we're having conversations cross church. We have some kind of cross church big events like Spark, I think. And um, But besides our senior staff, I mean, people get to work with other churches. They get to hear what's going on. They get to uh, add ideas. Um, that's just cool. That's just, yeah. we need that. It's really easy, guys. And I'm biggest person guilty of this to look around and think this is my church and to forget that you've got four other churches and how many countless college ministries around that are just as much a part of your community and when i look at the new testament and see just some of the power of what paul is doing is he's connecting other people in other cities who have their own identities their own issues their own concerns and he's getting them to think about each other. And that's really what we're doing. Church history has kind of been like that. You know, we've had one church for a long time. And then we've had denominations. Guys, we're doing something really different. We're doing something that's very New Testament in the sense that we have a variety of churches meeting right now as we talk that have the same DNA. God is working in us similarly. And we have to be, I think, constantly aware that that exists. Mm-hmm. And that's just super cool. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's kind of uh, some of how it contributes to the vision is we've got people, you know, talking with each other uh, across churches. And then uh, we do a lot of projects in cohort. So college of ministry is really not projects. The cohort projects are exciting. Church visits, talking to different staff and elder people. One of the hardest ones for them is just thinking in terms of the mission, vision, and health. You know, the, guy, the idea of the cohort, if you really kind of back up a little bit, is just that people live uh, sort of a couple months in the life of what it you know, what ministers do, what they think about, you know, how they care about people, uh, how they talk about God. Um, and so these projects help you kind of kind of think through that. So the Mission Vision Help one's really a tough assignment, but it is, it goes towards us accomplishing our vision because as we get older and get more comfortable in our church, we forget what it is we're here to do. And we need to be constantly reminded of what, you know, mission vision Jesus has given us. 
So, yeah. yeah. No, that's great. You know, I, again, I, I guess for us, I would love to stress, you know, the, the need for leaders really never ends. And, and we really try to pull as a community of churches, but specifically here also, um, we try to get as far away from what can be a pretty typical church model where very few people are doing a very large percentage of the work. And, and we want to empower you know, every disciple and really sort of share in that so that more and more people are you know, contributing. And, and it's sort of a, a level playing field. And obviously leaders are, are necessary and there's different roles and, and sort of different just degrees to which any one of us could devote time here and there. But um, to be thinking of, of church planting, right? You know, we, we don't want to ever stop talking about that because we still feel strongly that that's the vision God has for us. And, you know, we believe in this, this model we'll, we'll sometimes call the best of big and little. Like it is very cool. There's lots of benefits to uh, have a, a wider community uh, but we feel a, a small gathering is is just key to to a lot of the discipleship and relationship building that that we want. And so, at any given point, if we're going to be ready to start something new, you really need a lot more leaders than you would think. You know, because every church plant is, is two church plants. You you can't just send people out. You know, when you send out, you're sort of reconstituting, restarting wherever the sending out was from. And so. The need, you know, we try to have a, a big staff team and a big shepherd team, and, and all of that is by design and on purpose so that we can be ready. And we're just constantly trying to listen to the Spirit and think through what does He have next for us and where should we go. We pay attention. You know, today after Thanksgiving, we're pretty light in here, but on average, we're packing this place out. And we know that makes it difficult for new people to feel comfortable and come in. And just in recent months, trying to think through how might we, we do something new and next so that this can still be a, a, a spacious, welcoming place for, for new people along the way. But, so I love what you say, like cohort is, is integral in all of that. And yeah, um, crucial for us to be ready to follow the Spirit. Let's, um, let's see what's next. Um, Talk to us, I guess, about some of the trends you see coming out of our different churches. You know, one of the things we've done the last few weeks hearing from other people is just re-engaging, getting to hear how other churches in our, in our family are, are doing things. So what do you see from, from us, from other churches? And remember, just the good stuff for us. Yeah, you, you set me up on this one. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I thought about this in terms of trends related to cohort. I didn't really think about it in terms of trends. No, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Okay, because that would be like a huge comparison of the churches, which would get really weird. Um, we certainly don't want you making that comparison. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, so early on, Arlington, you know, under Tom, pulled away from doing the cohort, did their own leadership thing, and uh, recently have come back and trained their leaders, which has been really helpful. Arlington's actually to a point where they don't need to send any people to cohort this next semester, which is actually really good. Um, because they have trained up their staff. And so well, that's what we'll see a little bit with the ebb and flow is that sometimes churches like Wiley has been one of our biggest, um, I guess, uh, sources for people, and now they have their own sort of internal leadership thing, which I think is really good. Um, and that's just important. It's, you know, that's what cohort does. It kind of helps train leaders. And then when you kind of don't 
maybe need that or have your own kind of internal thing. I think that's really good. Um, and that's kind of our goal. Uh, Plano, also one of our big uh, resources this last year, didn't have cohorts because they have got their own kind of cohort thing going. And so that's partly what we're working on is trying to help the churches do their own, have their own material. As we come up with material, help them kind of guide and have their own internal deals. Um, Denton, I mean, it's the best church. So uh, they send us the best cohorts. So I don't really know what else to say about them. Garland, you guys just kind of send us the weird people uh, and some of the most difficult people. I mean, having wow. to work with Strader and Joseph Stida and Amy Hamilton. I mean, I, you know, most of my gray beard is because of working with those three. I mean, that's just a difficult you group don't of have people. A gray beard. Oh, yeah, right. It's not this as gray. Uh, no, seriously, um, you know, Garland is kind of our mother church, and so uh, I think when we get Garland cohorts, we often listen to them, what you guys are doing, um, what you're thinking a little bit more seriously, uh, so that we know kind of what our other churches can learn from you guys. So that's how, all I would say about trends, I think, yeah. regarding cohort. I mean, again, I could go in, that's the neatest thing for me to get to listen to is um, we do the sharing time uh, at the very beginning where we talk about projects, and the main goal is just to get on board with what the churches are doing. And one church borrows an idea from another and says, that did not work for us, borrows another idea and says, that has changed how we do things. It's just super helpful to get to hear what people are doing and be able to, to implement that uh, and really think through you know, each of the church's different strengths, whatever else. Yeah. So. No, that's great. You know, those are the connection points. But again, I think it's really critical. You know, we uh, we have little spots where, where our churches stay connected. He's mentioned the senior staff meeting. We've got the cohort. We, you know, we sprinkle in some purposeful events throughout the year. Um, but that ice cream social at, at the pool party, um, the combined deal. We have the, these little pockets. But, you know, as, as we've grown, they... Uh, it's just harder with a lot of people, a little bit fewer, further between. But, yeah, the relationships are so important. You know, the, the design that, that we have, have gone with here to maintain independent churches on paper, completely independent, on purpose, but fostered and, and strengthened by relationships across. It's just really crucial. And so, you know, I've... I've attended two weddings back-to-back Saturdays. It was kind of cool, you know, Plache, Ryan Plache and Hannah got married. But there, it's like a Denton person, an Arlington person, and we're, we're, we're building these connections through these marriages. Yesterday, Pico got married, right, to Emily from the Plano Church. And, and certainly the students coming up through Focus, you know, we send apprentices and different people across different campuses that'll connect to the different churches. And so, we, we have these points. I say all that just to remind you how important it is not to let some of those friendships or relationships, you know, sort of fizzle out if we send people here or there and to maintain connection with your friends in our different churches. You know, that um, it's really it, it's one of the hardest things I think we do in planting churches. We send our friends away all the time right, to go do new things. And there's certain groups of us that would surely just prefer, hey, let's just do church together and let everyone else sort of figure it out. Um, you know, we, we had Leslie up here, Brad up here, 
Ah, uh, who came first? What's wrong with me? Austin. Austin. These people have all moved and, and set up their lives in a way that is like countercultural with kingdom as the first priority, sort of shirking and, and throwing aside everything that, that our culture tells us needs to be important about our careers or our homes or our cars or whatever. We can get so clouded and, and put the wrong things first. But I love how you know, what you're saying, what we're bringing from the cohort is, is a good reminder of, of what should be important and a reminder of the flexibility we should strive to, to build our lives to have um, in a way that can be open and, and flexible and ready for the Spirit's guidance. Yeah, I would say, too, just to add to that, um, guys, as we grow, I mean, I can't, there's not a week that goes by that I don't talk to someone in Denton that I send them to a resource in one of our other churches um, because there's just a lot of um, capital we have in that. There's just a lot of other people that know something else. And uh, and even then, it's they feel weird about calling, so I have to, like, connect them together. But, um, yeah, thinking about us as a family and how we have five or six other people in one of our other churches that's either been through something similar. We just need to be really good at connecting each other mm-hmm. uh, to other people. And if we don't know, just asking questions. Do you know someone in one of our churches that's you know, done this or that? And I think that really helps build a lot of really cool relationships. Um, I have like a quasi-business partnership because I do not do partnerships. This is not going to work for me. Um, with Elijah Ryder, who I met through here, you know, um, doing car stuff. So, um, yeah, that's just neat. Very cool. Well, let's see. Um, we've kind of been doing it the whole time, but I do want to give you an opportunity to sort of sales pitch cohort. And, um, you know, who should consider doing it? Why should they consider doing it? This is your chance to convince us all. Yeah, great. Uh, anybody. Um, one of the nice things about you guys is you guys have, because uh, you're one of our older churches, have sent us some older, wiser people. And that's really great for our cohort to and College of Ministry to have people who, you know, aren't in their 20s or 30s um, participate. Uh, but it really is for anybody and everybody. Anybody who wants to kind of get a taste of what it means to do more formal ministry for a semester or for a year, uh, this is for you. It's not a huge time commitment, you know. Um, we meet twice a month for three hours, and then there's some projects you are able to do as little or as much as you want. Um, but it is hands-on, and you do get to work with different staff. You get to hear from a lot of different ministers. This is neat. College of Ministry is really anyone who's ready to do a little bit of a graduate study on something uh, related to Christianity. That's really for anybody. It's a lot of work, um, but a lot of it is just listening. So you can kind of listen as you go. We meet three hours a month and uh, and just talk through some stuff, and you're getting to hear from some of the foremost um people in their field, uh, whether it's Christian history, New Testament, Old Testament, that kind of thing. So, and then I think you guys have been doing the in, uh, the announcements, but there's an info session video for those of you who are really interested and, you know, want to ask more questions, certainly talk to me directly or talk to the number of people who've done it. Who's done cohort or college of ministry in here? Okay, great. So just look around. You can ask look some questions around. from those people, right? So, yeah, I'm not going to sales it too hard. I'm not a big salesy person, but uh, do it, and then I'll uh, give you a... 15% discount <laughs> Second on your second class. <laughs> wow, that's great. <laughs> really it kind of fizzled out towards the end. Uh, whatever. <laughs> whatever happens. 
No, um, you know, we want to know as a church, you know, how how we can help, not just in participation, but, um, yeah, just how can we help make it successful? What can we have in, in mind as we pray and try to support uh, the initiative and everything we've been talking about here today? What, what can we do to help you? Well, stop sending us weird people. <laughs> Do a little better job of uh, filtering who you send us. Just kidding. You, you just said get your ministers in line. Get your ministers in line. Yeah, yeah. I know. You know. It's, uh, no, seriously. Uh, everybody, just consider possibly doing this, even yeah. if that's not something you would ever see yourself doing. Just consider it. If you're out of college or post college, whatever, take a moment and just pray about it and think about it. Uh, and uh, if this is something that would really benefit you, uh, also figure out who your cohorts are. All right. Um, I think Tim's here somewhere, maybe. Yep. Yeah, there's Tim. Uh, where's our other Garland cohort? Jonathan's not here today. Yeah, he's not here a lot. So get on to him about his attendance. No, find out who they are and go meet with them or talk with them 15, 20 minutes about cohort. Uh, see what they're doing. Um, and uh, you can kind of figure out uh, you know, what they're thinking about, what they're talking about. A lot of these people have a lot of stuff coming at them, and so it would be really helpful to hear um, your uh your perspective. Plus, if they ever contact you wanting to know about Mission Vision Health stuff, actually stop and talk to them because that's a big deal that they're uh, tasked with each semester. Um, but other than that, just uh, keep sending your best folks and teachers and all that good stuff, and we'll be good. Nice. That's all I got. That's great. Um, you know, and kind of wrapping up here, like I think I would just want to hit home, um, yeah, how important it is that we take our faith seriously and that as we do you know strive to to collectively sort of lean into um you know the head side of the head and the heart and um you know i know for me it's been a tremendous blessing um as i've tried to do that over the years and the resources available are just significant and awesome and and so much free we got a question how do you sign this, up? Warren made me put a QR code on the bottom left mm-hmm. because you guys have a speaker on the top right. Uh, so true. whenever you see that announcement, you're just going to take a picture of it. I don't know how to do QR codes, to be honest. So that's wow. why I put the URL in there, too, um, so that you can just look online. You can watch a video that's a little bit more specific, and that's how you do it. And then, you know, it's always something. The college of ministry, you can just do willy-nilly. The cohort is something that your staff you know, signs off on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that they can kind of work with you intentionally, that kind of thing. Yeah, for Good sure. question. Well, so we'll continue to, to show that slide in the coming weeks with the the links and the QR code. Certainly, like, come to myself, Garrett, Kale, any of the staff, let Tori know, right? We, um, we're, we're a part of that whole, you know, gearing up for who's going to participate each, each semester. So any questions, uh, bring them to us. But, yeah. So, um, I think we'll wrap up here. Thank you for coming, Brad. Absolutely. Um, Anytime. Yeah. Thank y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, look at this. Our team is on the spot. Oh, yeah. There is the QR code. For those of you that are as, you know, lacking and tech savvy as Brad, you use your camera. You know. My camera doesn't pick up on that. What? It does. It should. Okay. I'm sorry. Tell my phone that. Uh Uh-huh. It should. Um, 
So there it is. We'll leave it up. I, a couple quick announcements as we wrap today, because we got some work to do around here. We're heading into our Christmas season, and we're going to make it beautiful in here. So uh, give me two minutes uh, before we dismiss, and let me make sure I'm doing this right. I got to look at all the texts my bosses have sent me. The first one from Shannon. Um, Shannon's awesome. She makes this place beautiful every, every Christmas season. But um, she needs two or three guys, and let me get a couple hands to meet John in the back hallway by our attic. Uh, right after services, we're going to pull some of the Christmas decorations down from the attic. So give me two or three strong guys, Travis and Josh. Devin, join them. I love putting the teens to work. Thank you. John, he can help you. Join him. Join him, Josh. Help him out. Um, okay. The next thing is for all of us, or at least uh, you know those of you that like stacking chairs. We're going to stack all the chairs today, like Sandra was saying. Um, so you, you don't have to stack chairs. Like if you want to get out of here and, and talk, please just sort of get out of the way a little bit. Take our conversations to the hallway. Don't leave. Like Let's hang out. But um, many of us stack all the chairs, please. And bring, we're going to bring in 13 round tables. I'll, I'll, I'll head over to the closet myself to help with that. But we're going to bring in 13 round tables. We're going to put eight chairs around each of those round tables. And all the other chairs we're going to put back in the room. So that's a lot of instructions. Biggest thing, stack all the chairs first. We'll start bringing in tables. That'll help us a lot for some of the events coming up. But let me pray, and, and we'll dismiss at this point. God, you are great. Uh, and I just want to thank you for what a cool season this has been to... Uh, focus on just how much you've blessed our family of churches, to focus on um, some of those new churches that our community has been able to plant at your leading and guiding, God. And I pray that you would impress upon each one of us just a a real heart, a real desire to be kingdom-minded and kingdom-focused, that we could put your will truly above anything else in our lives, that we would be willing and and able to do whatever that means for us individually and that we would eagerly wait for your leading there and and seek out uh, exactly what you want from each of us, God. Um, Give us a heart to learn and grow and discipleship to to know more and more about you so that we can know you more and more personally, God. But in all of this, we just thank you and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You are dismissed. Stack the chairs.